Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. It's the July 4th holiday festivities beginning in Philadelphia. I hope everybody has a safe holiday. That's really the most important thing we could do. Stay safe and try and relax. It's forever. Usually you have a lot to say during that time, but you... you yeah, just, well, uh, I thought you were going to fill it with yeah, something, you man. Know? Yeah, you got to crack the mic first. Here, here's what we're going to talk about for a second, What's anyway. That? A second. Uh, if you're not following My Philly Lawyer on Instagram, you're missing <laughs> some really good information. <laughs> really good information. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing not only, uh, and we will tackle legal issues, mm. um, and as people... Um, message me questions. I will post videos with answers to those questions. But also, you'll get a glimpse into the inside life of Dean Weitzman. Yeah, you will. Yeah. yeah. So um, we've started to really um, pay attention to the social media, and um, I invite all of our loyal listeners who have been with us from the beginning to check out My Philly Lawyer on Instagram. That IG page is something else. Yeah. And it's good to have you back on social media. Thank like you. me, you've been kicked off a few times. but I have. But all, only <laughs> for, were... for good reasons. Oh, oh, uh, fighting a good fight. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Welcome back. Uh, so we will, uh, we will continue to do that, and um, I'm looking forward to our listeners uh, peppering me with uh, their questions, as they always do. Um, all right, having tackled that, today's show is all about the Attorney General's office in Pennsylvania. From the IG to AG. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Well, ah. That's why you pay me the big bucks, Dean. Yes. <laughs> um, the Attorney General's office is a, is a position that many folks don't really understand what they do and um, what their purpose is. But today, we're fortunate enough to have Keir Bradford Gray with us, who's... Stuck her hat into the ring um, for the attorney general's position. That race will uh, happen, will begin uh, right after the first of the year. If not, I mean, really, I guess my Philly lawyer has introduced you to the world right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Akira and I sat on a panel last year. Um, we had a great time. And she is passionate um, about running for this position getting the position, and then making changes yeah. in the Commonwealth. And so we're going to talk about all of that today and then some. And But if you have any questions, if you've been sitting on something, um, if something has popped up in your life that has a legal element to it, um, I'm happy to talk to you about it today. And you simply have to give us a call at 215 215-227- 2727, the number for all things legal in Philly. I have to say this. I told you all this last night. I told her this morning. And for, for what it's worth, whoever knows me, who's ever listened to me, there are two people. There are actually three. There are two people in this world who I would trust my life with legally. 
one is my cousin, the judge, but these, there are two people. It's always good to have a judge in your pocket. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> family first, family yeah. first. But the other two people are sitting next to me this morning. Oh, man. I would, I would trust these people with my life legally. And that's, that's a fact. And, Kier, Kier, and they you. both have gotten a call <laughs> in time of tyranny, so they know. We go hard. We go yeah, hard. they go hard. But the best <laughs> word I can use to describe KBG, <laughs> Kier Bradford Gray, and Tactic and I said this last week, everyone, genuine. Thank you. Just genuine. The real deal. The real art. Just genuine. Which, I might say, mm. it could be could be a disadvantage in the le- in the in the political realm. Well, how so, Dave? Uh, because <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, you know these politicians, they love to lie. And right. they, do they just love to lie? Yeah, they just no, they love it. They, they do. They do. They they're they're addicted to lying. Mm. And um, when you tell the truth because sometimes you tell the truth it doesn't feel good, you know? It's real. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and so but you know, so that could be a disadvantage. I'm hoping the the public is tired of the lies. I know I am. Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> so, but for sure. But, but which which mm, which are the lies? Depending upon which public you ask. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. And you know, <laughs> the the problem is that far too much of us get all of our information on social media. And uh, that, you know, if it's out there, you believe it. Mm. Um, And also, people want to come up with quick answers, fast, quick, soundbite answers to problems that will need immense concentration and thought and bringing in parties from all aspects of the world Mm. to solve these problems. They didn't happen overnight. They're not going to get solved overnight. So... When somebody's a thinker or when somebody's trying to do the right thing, it takes time and it takes thought and it takes a teamwork of effort. Here, what are you going to do that's different than the yeah. people who may be running against you? Well, I'm going to bring my lived experiences and my understanding of root causes, but also my understanding of working on the ground with different communities that may not be brought into the fold for people that have not worked with these communities before. And so when we're talking about the role of the attorney general, there's such a broad range of things that it can do. And I know we'll get into that. But I'll say this, uh, sometimes everyone's vantage point and everyone's understanding of the context of how they're living doesn't come to the forefront. Uh, And so when you get people in positions that has major impact on lives and major impact on how we advance public safety for all communities, more communities will be brought into that fold with me up there. Why, you know, I always, I always admire, uh, and, and I'm uh, just, I don't know, dumbfounded by folks who want to get into politics. Yeah, especially um, nowadays, man. Yeah, it, it's such a, it can be such a nasty business. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it you want this job? So, and you want it. You really I, want it. Oh, I it. do. And <laughs> Look, want, don't need it. But no, you no, no. So listen, I wouldn't complicate my life if I didn't think there were real opportunities in this role. I've been studying this role, looking how people use it across the country, looking at what people do to make sure that there's major impact that just can't be washed away. Look at what the Supreme Court just did. That's impact mm. through the law. And when you make impact through the law, I get that it can be overturned, but that, that'll be a long road to carry. However, 
I want to make sure that I go for every opportunity I can to be a part of the solution instead of always complaining about the problems. Mm-hmm. I have constantly been complaining. Who's going to help me? Who's going to help us? And at this time, it's going to be me. Okay. If there's an opportunity, this role only opens up once every eight years. Right now is the timing. Right now is the time for me. And I'm putting my name in this ring because I know I know what this role can do. I know what this role can be. I know the platform that it has and the opportunities that it has. This is uh, the attorney general's office is an office that can change policy in Pennsylvania. Um, It can shed light on the wrongdoing and move us to a better place. What are what are some of the areas the the if you're looking at the 30,000 foot vantage point, what are some of the areas that you think need looking at in the Commonwealth? So I think the areas that need looking at in the Commonwealth is what is happening to advance public safety from a holistic perspective, right? Not just law enforcement, but what's really improving people's lives and what's eroding people's opportunity. So when I know, when I'm, I was younger, and not even younger, but now, I'm thinking about opportunities for financial stability, financial wealth, being able to say, hey, one day I'm going to be able to provide generational wealth to my children, send them to school, and they'll be live better lives than I've had. Right now, I don't feel that way uh, in terms of my children being able to live better than I have. My parents did. They knew that I was going to education. I was going to fare out better. So I want to look at opportunities to provide greater economic stability. And you can do that in a number of ways at the attorney general's office. You can look at tackling wage theft issues. Wage theft is the number one theft in America. People don't. Really? Yes, it is. Oh, so I didn't. So. Wasn't on my radar, that's for sure. Think about it. Well, maybe not yours, but there's a lot of people that work with unions Uh and they misclassify their work. They pay them less. They don't pay them overtime when they deserve it. The things that they do because they want to keep their job, keep their benefits, raise their families, feed their families, some of them are not being paid the entire amount that they should be. And so wage theft, as I started studying this, because I go deeper and deeper when I want to do something. It's not just a knee-jerk reaction. I looked at, now I have to give you the the statistics and data, the wage theft issue is the hugest and largest issue of taking wages and taking money out of rightfully earned work from families. Now, I've seen that. I've seen that in the waiters and waitresses um, positions where uh, they weren't getting paid a fair wage. Mm. They weren't getting all their tips. No. Mm. The, the, the employer was pulling back a piece of their tips, um, and that was, not, that was not proper. It was not legal, and those employers were chased by the attorney general's office into uh, appropriate behavior. And they were sued and gave, and actually they had, they owed millions yes. back to those employees. Is that right? Yes. These are things people don't even understand about I this I mean, role. that's just like under the radar. You wouldn't have even thought of that. Because these actors are so invisible, <laughs> sophisticated, and powerful that most people don't even know what's happening to them. But this is what we've been, where we've been. We, I've been in lived experience on the other side of this road. Also looking at things like protecting residents from predatory practices. I mean, think about how many people charge you more in their sophisticated schemes for things that you should be paying the basic average rates for. But we're charged this tax. And, you know, I'm sorry, sometimes people call it the black tax, but I'm sure other people get it. I'm sure other people get it. But these are areas that people need to start understanding what your rights are and who's going to stick up for you. Also looking at opportunities to get into financial institutions who do not 
allow us to have access to wealth because of their patterns and practices of discriminating against us for loans, that we can either buy a home or keep our homes. These are things that provide economic stability to us, economic advantage, that allow us to feel, one, protected, allow us to feel, one, secure, and allow us to have more opportunity because we are now understanding the way our money should work for us. That's a big area. That's a big area, and there's so much more, but Two, I'll let you go. 215-227-2727. <laughs> hey, if you've got a legal issue, you want to ask a question of Kier, please give us a call today, 215-227-2727. Let's take William from West Philly on line one. West Philly will. Hello, William. Hey, good, good morning, gentlemen, ladies. Good, good morning. morning to you, William. What's happening in your life today? Okay, I have a problem. Um... My phone carrier. Can I mention their name? Of course you can. Okay, T-Mobile. Starting in August, if I pay in cash, they want to charge me a fee, I guess a user fee, for paying with cash. I'm not understanding this at all. What kind of recourse can I I do? Because I thought cash was still good for um, debts and services in this country. You know the term, cash is king. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's funny you mentioned this because I was just in um, uh, Dallas last week visiting my son, and I went, uh, we were in a mall, and we, I got a, you know, one of those, um, like, uh, juice bar places. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they said, I'm sorry, we don't take cash. It, it was credit card or nothing. They were cashless. <gasps> we, we are... <sighs> We are moving to a cashless society. Ooh, um, the omen. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, now, is that in violation of a law? Uh, I honestly don't know the answer to that. Um, whether, you know, one can charge a fee because if you were using a credit card, you would be a, like, um, you know, doing away with an employee at that, uh, at, at that facility. For instance, toll booths. You mm. might get a cheaper rate on a toll booth if you have an easy pass versus cash because cash, they actually need somebody there to take the cash, and mm. then some of it may disappear. And You know you know what it used to be? It used to be if you used a credit card or a debit card, they would actually charge you extra. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's kind of reverse. Yes. But if it's, re- you know, but I guess... It's not against the law because they were doing it in the reverse if you use a well, credit card. Well, I can no, tell you, in, in the hood, it's like, no, we don't take plastic, get us cash, and yeah. the machine happens to be right there for <laughs> you to get the cash. Yeah. And, and you pay a service charge. And you pay a service charge. Yeah. And they own the machine. <laughs> right. I, you know, but these all of these things are interesting to look into, right? Why should you be taxed for paying cash? Maybe you can't get a credit card. Maybe right. these things that are blocking you from getting these other things, but now you have to be taxed because you're using... The basic, like you said, the king's cash, right? Right. I mean, these are things that need to be looked into and make sure that, look, maybe things are not illegal, but there's things that you can do to say, hey, we're going to expose what's happening, and we should have better practices around these issues. Who we just put on the plate on the campaign drill? Uh, There you go, (laughs) William. Um, Kier's going to look into it as soon as she's elected. Listen, I have family members who deal with the same thing. Yeah, They don't have bank accounts because the banks are going to take some of their money with all these excessive fees. Uh, You know know what the banks do, and I used to get caught with this too. 
when I was a public defender, I made thirty-one five. I couldn't uh, check to check, really. Mm. Of was, course. And I was a lawyer. Thirty-one five. I thought <laughs> I had made it. I was a lawyer. Mm. You know, I had rent, I had bills, I mm-hmm. had everything. But sometimes I lived check to check, and so when I would buy something, I may have had a little bit money in my bank. Maybe I wasn't the best bookkeeper of my bank account, but I would I've buy something for five dollars. And I'd have the money in there. I'd buy something for $35, and maybe it went over. They would charge me the $35 first, mm-hmm. give me fees, yeah. even, and then the $5, give me more fees. Mm-hmm. So now they're taking out more money than I had. my transactions had dictated that they should take out. The question is, who are they? The them, right? The, uh, yeah, who are they? So yeah, who's the, who's the target of these investigations? Well, it's the corporations. Yes. And their activities. Yes. Their patterns and practices, their processes. They're so invisible. These invisible actors that erode our ability to have economic stability. But these are the same actors who are placing dark money into political campaigns that we don't even know who they're contributing to. You know they're not contributing to me. <laughs> you, you you've kind of closed yeah. that door today. Yeah, okay? yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think I'm going to close that door, period, because I don't think that this is... I'm not their candidate, all right? Yes. I'm the people's lawyer, and that's what I want to be. That's, but That's I'll what do, you have been so far. Let me ask you a question. I, I, I don't want to get you know too deep into this, but how do the people contribute to getting their lawyer... Here, Bradford Gray elected. How? We need to build coalitions of strong people and small donors, right? So donations are do you huge. Ha- do you have a, a... a website? Yes. yes. Oh. Kier, K-E-I-R, for, F-O-R, A-G dot com. So that's Kier for A-G dot com. All words are spelled out, except for A-G, obviously. Uh, well, it's A-G uh, <laughs> dot com. And, um, you know, it has information on there, how to volunteer, because I'm going to need a lot of volunteers, right? We've got to knock doors. We've got to tell people what opportunities we have. And I mean we. This is not about me. It's bigger than me. It's about advancing and exposing truths and seeking justice for people who always felt like they were going to be at the bottom end of being screwed over. Folks, Court Radio listeners, I'm giving you a challenge. Uh, turn on to Kier's website. Make a small donation. Please. Um, but more importantly... Get your feet ready to walk around and and spread the word. Absolutely. Um, because if you want to be if you want to be represented in the legal arena, you need an attorney general who's for the people. Yes. Um, and the last thing you want is an attorney general who is getting paid by corporations to do their bidding. We've had that already. It's enough of that. It's time for us to take back the political process in our own hands. Amen. All right. Another chance to make history. Um, William, I I hope that answered your question, and um, thanks for being mm-hmm. a listener to Court Radio. Let's turn to line three, Charmaine. Oh, Charmaine. Hi. Hi. How are Hi. you today, Charmaine? I'm good. How about everyone? We are. We're here. We're we're full of energy and uh, passing on some good information. What's your question for Kier? Um, Kier, I am very interested in the position that you're running for in reference to um, financial stability because there are some major issues I've experienced myself. I'm a former law enforcement in Philadelphia, ah. and I've started owning real estate at the age of 17 using case money that I had and then selling water ice. 
accumulated many buildings, even stores, and they were basically stolen from me, theft by deception, by corruption within the city of Philadelphia, mm. starting at the Municipal Services Building, which I was young, didn't know about that my Social Security number and other um, information, private information, was housed in the Municipal Services Building for taxes, property taxes, and water. And my information, my identity was stolen, basically. What would you be able to do as an attorney general to investigate city employees, which, of course, I know about the, the um, inspector general down um, at six, off of 6th and Walnut, they don't do anything. I am, and a lot of people in the city of Philadelphia in those positions higher up are attorneys. I know about the disciplinary board, the judicial board, and all of that. Can't get nowhere with that. And if it happens, it happens years after and after many people complain. So in your position, if you are elected, would you be able to address many indigenous people who have lost their homes, their investment properties? Because these, these buildings were for my children. And now I'm in court now fighting back and forth with corruption. And it's starting, I mean, it involves the court of clerks who's doing favors for city solicitors who are claiming that they, they, they are, they, they, um, they, they made service. They never made service and moving forward with sheriff sales. So it's a lot of, and I even was successful with filing my own petition going before the judge. And the judge ordering them to reverse the property back to me and my children, and the city and the, the clerks never did it. Mm. All right. That's a lot to unwrap, um, Charmaine. Sit back. Let's uh, see. Yeah. I mean, there's. I know that there's a lot of fraud that goes on in the transfer of properties. Oh, me too. Um, and and e even in rental properties where folks will put ads for properties they don't own, collect um, uh, the uh, deposit money, mm -hmm. and then you go to get into the apartment and somebody else is living in there. Yeah. Uh, th th this kind of stuff is rampant in the city of Philadelphia. Is there anything the attorney general can do about this kind of fraud? Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's under consumer protections, right? Yes. So the attorney general has a huge uh, umbrella where consumer protections are a, a, uh, an area that you look at. And you do what you just said. You start with an investigation. But you look at the amount of complaints and say, is there something here? If there is, you use some of these other agencies that may have started investigations and ask them for their information. You can do your own investigations. But one thing the attorney general's office has that the inspector general doesn't have or the auditor general doesn't have is the ability to bring suits. The attorney general, one, can subpoena any information and records even without bringing a lawsuit. But they also have lawyers that use the law to make sure that people are protected in every way. And I'm not going to get into the Supreme Court case, but the fact that we use the equal protection, <laughs> you know, a constitutional mandate to take away something that allowed us to be equal or more equal, yeah. those equal protections are the same things that I will be using in terms of making sure that everyone has the ability to... Ha be consumers the way the law was designed for consumers to have the opportunity to have transparency and fairness mm. in practices. I mean, these are things I'll be vigilant about because this is the only reason I'm going for this role. 
There's how no... many people work at the attorney general's office? How big is the staff there? Yeah, so that's, I'm glad you asked that. So I manage a staff of over 500 people. The attorney general has about that many. The last I looked, it was 490-something. Um, they have offices all across the state. Wait, wait, wait. Where did you uh, manage an office of 500 people? Uh, the Defender Association of Philadelphia. She was the wow. president. Wow. Yeah. You were the chief defender? You didn't know that, Dean. Of course I did. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, I was the chief defender both in Montgomery County yep. and in Philadelphia, um, where I was the first uh, to, you know, it was a historic uh, uh, appointment. And, you know, I took that seriously. Why, why'd you get out? Well, I had done what I came to do. I set a vision out to create a model that was a community-oriented defender model, right? It was not just we were going to go into courtroom and fight, but we were going to fight wherever the threats met our clients, whether that was in policy, whether that was in narrative, whether that was not inviting community to be a part of the, the process versus just being spectators. And we did that. Uh, everything, and I, this will go on as the campaign goes on, everything I set out in my vision to do, I did it. And so now I wanted to be in a different decision-making seat that can deal with all the other things that impacted my communities and people that I cared so deeply about. And that's this role. You also knew about, I'm going to bring this up, Rittenhouse Square, Michael White. Yes. Tell us about it. Look, I saw this young man who I could tell that he was not a violent, dangerous person as he was being portrayed. Let me remind people of this case. Oh, yes, please do. Rittenhouse mother. Square, a uh, young man's a bicycle delivery, delivering food, Rittenhouse Square. Three, I believe it was three men in a car. They have an altercation. One gets out of the car, uh, and a, a, an altercation ensues. And Michael White, the delivery guy, winds up stabbing uh, the other guy. He is then accused of murder, uh, and he needed representation. Keir Gray... Represented him. Yeah. Tell I, the rest. So it's a little more than that, right? That's it's the, a lot that's more the, than that. That's the media mean, kind yeah. of sensationalism mm-hmm. of the story. And I will say this. Paramount Plus picked this up for a documentary. So there's a three-part docuseries. Who plays Keira Gray? I'm on a, I, was, I, had, Holly I Berry thought was it was going to be Kerry Washington, right? <laughs> I truly thought it was going to be Kerry Washington, but I don't, I don't know yet. I, I told T. Gray Hill, listen, it better be somebody. We're just dropping all kinds of breaking news today, though. Whoa. Yes. September 26th is going to be the release date. Three-part docuseries called 72 Seconds of Rittenhouse Square. And it really wow. is going to be, it's going to kind of cement what happened there. The media has one version mm-hmm. that Michael White stabbed this guy and, you know, it was self-defense, but it was so much more nuanced than that. Yeah. And, and really, I don't want to give anything away, but it'll show the, the viewers what the jury got. Um, it's very, it's, it's a fascinating story. It's a story of getting real justice for someone who had nothing, right? This is not an OJ situation where people think, oh, his fame and his money got him off. No, he used his public defender I came down as a person that knew, had perspective and context about young African-American boys where he was being narrated as a monster, a killer, an aggressive person, and never given the protection or the vantage point of being a victim in that moment. And the jury found in Not his guilty. favor. Yes. Um, a jury comprised, I'm sure, of Strangers. Caucasians, right. <laughs> African-Americans, women, men. Yeah. It Asians. was a huge case. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We lived it. I, man, listen, I remember it when it happened, the news, when you took it on, we followed it. It was amazing. Have you ever stayed in touch with him? Oh, I still, we still converse today. I, 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 I'm, all, I'm in his life. Okay. I'm, I'm mm. here. 
So, um, you know, whether he likes it or not, I call him. Did you get? Did you? Did you fill, fill out that application today? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, and, and Tick knows. Uh, DJ Tactics definitely knows <laughs> that. Um, I am when I I I put my passion into something. I see something there. And I'm going to foster it because That's I want that. That's the kind of attorney general we need. Yeah. You know, a, someone real and someone who's a fighter mm-hmm. who's protecting the people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And that's the position of the attorney general, folks. It's to protect the people of the Commonwealth from a lot of not criminal behavior, but civil behavior that takes your money, takes your rights, takes your property. uh, And the attorney general steps in and puts an end to it and penalizes the wrongdoers to an extent necessary to change their behavior. That's right. Exposes truth and seeks justice. 215-227-2727. 215-227-2727. We're hanging out with Keir Bradford Gray, who's going to be the next Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And if you've got some questions, you give us a call. We'll be right back. Please do exist. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman good morning and welcome back i'm dean weitzman your host at court radio every saturday morning starting at nine o'clock and uh we're here today with keir bradford gray 
young lady who is running for the Attorney General of Pennsylvania. And KBG there, for AG? Yes. KGB. KBG. KB, KB, no, no. KBG. Wait a minute. Okay, comrade. <laughs> we are we're having a good time today. But uh, Keir will be the next Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania if... You folks get behind her, and I don't often say this, but there aren't a lot of politicians that I believe are genuine. That's and, a fact. Um, <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, and, and, and I, I know most of them that are, and mm-hmm. I definitely put Keir in that category. Thank you, Dean. That's uh, a big mark on my, my repertoire. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you know, I speak the truth, and um, I, I believe that if she's elected to this position— um, things will change in the Commonwealth for the betterment of the average person. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. It's a tough act to follow. Uh, that, that governor was a pretty good AG. Oh, he sure was. And, yeah. you know, look, you can further enhance what he's done, but you can add more. Mm. You know, and I think when people have different vantage points and perspectives and lived experiences, they come and they add more. You guys yes. have, do you know each other? I, well, he, he, he hired me. He gave me my first leadership opportunity. I should say that. Ah. Um, so it's, it's be all because of him that I'm doing this because um, <laughs> I listen, shouldn't say all because of him. He gave he me the got, shot. He got 95 open in two weeks. Oh, whoa, listen. Two, two weeks. weeks. What do we say, Dean? Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth? Yeah. He got punched in the mouth. What did he do? He stepped right up. Woo! Yeah. That was impressive. What what, 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 that what really we, was. That, that's, that's leadership, man. That's leadership. Th- exactly. Yeah. That's and leadership. And he, he has given the seal of approval to Kier. That's all you need to know. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. A, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, we're, we're behind you 100%. And I, I know that my court radio listeners are going to step up and get on that website. What is it? What was that show we watched? Kier Scandal? For AG.com. Kier. For ag.com. That's who you are. You without all the Olivia baggage. Pope. Without yeah, the baggage. K e i r f o r a g. dot com. Yes. It's easy. Yes, it is. Would it be easier if you had the number four? But yeah, you know. Yeah. I know. We, yeah. You know, we, we, we. I don't know. We we just wanted to be spelling out things. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. So that's the number you need to give. Uh, that's the website you need to call right. uh, or. Log on to. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My headphones are not working right now. Oh. Yeah. Would you go push that button? Thank you. I think you're just. You Did know, I mess it up? It, it, we need new headphones. Two. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Two. Um, 215-227-2727. If you've got a question for Kier or any legal question today, give us a call. We're having some fun. Now, let's uh, get some of these callers on the line. How about line one? George from Center City. Yo, George. My man. And good morning. Good, we're good morning. That. Tactic. You finally got Kier there. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we're on the right track. You know, Manny and, and Dean. You know, one thing you can like about Kier, right, is that you don't run around talking this foolishness. You know, like these angry people that I was on welfare. <laughs> I'm entitled to this. Everything she's done and got, she worked for it. Mm-hmm. You can honestly say that. Take Everett Gillison, for one, right, who's in the Defenders Association and was Michael Nutter's chief of staff. If it wasn't for Everett Gillison, nobody wouldn't have gotten anything if he was black because Michael Nutter didn't cater to that. But Kira is different. She's one of the few women. I would say it's about five good top African-American women that I really have faith and trust in when it comes to law. Here's one of them. And everything she do, she don't do it for 
you know, notoriety or, you know, praising herself and all that foolishness. You know, it's no foolishness where it's serious business. And if you notice, when Kier was there over in the defender's office, everybody in the street, I know because I was in the street, you'd be like, dang, I'm paying this for you all this money. I can go over there and get her. That's true. Or somebody <laughs> no, that's like true. her for free. You know, guys are talking about, no, I can't afford it. I want, to do, I want a public defender. I'd be like, y'all want a public? Yeah, man. Kier Gray down there, man. And others were down there <laughs> that was top lawyers. At least Kier got the heart to go after corporate America. And, you know, just like the guy was talking about T-Mobile, it's a $20 fee if you use your, you don't use a credit card. I never heard of such foolishness. <laughs> but they get you because you're in a hurry. And I'm quite sure when she becomes attorney general that she'll deal with that. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of companies that constantly gouge you. And when she was over there in Montgomery, you could take care of cases of they gouging senior citizens. She would take her time and go ahead and make a phone call. I don't know what she said. And it was none of my business what she said. <laughs> but it was always a reversal real quick. And she never talked about things like that. That's what I liked about her. She do stuff because she feels as though it's right. She ain't running around with a bunch of them banging behind preachers who always, well, you know, uh, you give me 2500 we can, you know, do a little something there. You know, all these preachers always. No, no, Yo, George. Yeah. Was that like North Carolina uh, or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's, that's a preacher. <laughs> you know what? That's not whenever right. You see Kara, whenever you see Kara, she's by herself. She ain't with them deaf hustlers. You know, I always mm. say, dang, should we buy herself? She goes in neighborhoods that, you know, I don't even think fit for me to go in. But she <laughs> go. She talks to the worst of the worst. And she can hold conversations with the best of the best. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to respect that, Dean. Lawyers respect people, other lawyers. And I've never heard a lawyer say anything bad about her. And I'm around a lot of sleazy lawyers. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I am. I am as well. You know, you can't avoid them. But um, <laughs> there, there are, there are. No, he. George is right. There yeah. are genuine people in this world who do it for the right reasons. You know, because they want to see things change for the better of average common folks. Sure. There. That's sure. right. That's who. George sees Kier as, and George is always right. Thank so, you, George. George, have a great Saturday. Thanks for being a listener to Court Radio. You, I appreciate you. Can I say something that George said that I really am very proud of? Everyone says, what were you so so proud of at the Defender Office? And we did some great things here. Mm-hmm. But mostly I was proud of bringing credibility of the office and the office's work to the community. Because when I was a public defender in 99, I, kept, I was called a public pretender. Oh, you're there with the public pretenders. And I fought hard. For my clients all the time. Right. But the reputation of the office or the or the or the um, the service wasn't there. And when I hear heard people saying, I got a public defender. I mean, I literally heard this from somebody. We had Enon. We had a. a Makes a the hairs on the back turn. of your neck go up. Yeah. Well, if I got hairs on the back of my neck, I don't know. But I got, it definitely gave me goosebumps, right? Oh, yeah. But um, we had a turn, your, turn yourself in for your old warrants at Enon. And a guy came in, and he got his warrant, you know, uh, withdrawn, and they gave him a new court date. And he came out of that room and said, they gave me a public defender. And he was waving his <laughs> And I'm like, Is this, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a, that, that's, that's a big feat. And I know this, it's loaded of what it takes to do that. But if people understand what it takes to get that type of credibility in a service that has long been devalued, 
then they have to understand the type of charismatic leader and passionate leader and authentic leader it takes to do that. And that's the leader you will be in the attorney general's office. That's right. George mentioned a great name. He mentioned Everett Gillison. And uh, I put you in that same vein. El Everett was the real deal. Everett hired me. Everett was a guy. I, 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 he was just a guy. He didn't care about making a bunch of money. He really loved the work. He would see guys on the street. They respected the heck out of him. Thanks to him, uh, we did Fugitive Safe Surrender, where we got people to come in and get their cases revisited and their their, th their cases thrown out because they were clogging up the system. Yeah. We did a whole, um, what was it? What was the reporter you turned yourself? Chuck Stone thing. Mm -hmm. And Everett and I did that. I mean, you, you just, you, you came along the right track with the right folk, it just seems yeah. like. This is all genuine. The yes. right bloodlines. Josh, Everett. I mean, it's... Thurgood Matthews. Thank I mean, you. These, oh, these my goodness. Another great name. Yeah. yeah. Dean Owens. Everett, Dean Owens, Thurgood Matthews were on my panel to hire me in 1999. These were all good people, man. They were. And in full circle, I think 25 years later, I got to hire Everett. That's how he's back at the Defender office. Look at it. And he's, he, this guy loved it. <laughs> I love I love Everett. He's he was the second most powerful man in Philadelphia under Mike Nutter. And, but this is what he loves to do, being a public defender. Absolutely. That's crazy. That's, he's the yeah. real deal. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. When I was growing up, um, I was tired of, uh, you know, um, my parents would get the collection calls, you know, mm. um, <laughs> and, and they would put on a different personality. No, he's not home right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was just so tired of that. I, I wanted to make a living, you know. Right. Uh, so I did not go in the path that Kier went. But I admire people who did. And, um, and I admire you know, people who made money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It man. takes all to make the world go round. <laughs> all right. But you know what, Dean? You're a, you're a good guy with money. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know I what am. I mean? Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Absolutely. Because I remember where I came from. Yeah. You know, I, I had some fortune that has come my way, and I've taken advantage of that. But it doesn't change who I am and, mm. you know, who Just I could. Just swag, right? Just change the swag. Yeah. Yeah, swag. man. <laughs> I want to I segue for a second into an area that we at Court Radio have always um, been near and dear to, and that's mental health. Mm. You know, mm. I have been on a soapbox for my entire career saying been. that, you know, we need to focus on mental health because the criminals out there aren't criminals. They're sick people, many of them, who are just, you know, causing havoc in society because they're not getting the treatment they need. What in the world can you do about that? Well, there's a lot that the attorney general can do. One, it's, it's a platform and trying to look at where are the threats to mental health and where are the, I guess, where are the access points, right? And who is not getting those access points? So some of the things I've seen other attorneys general do, one, they're going after social media reform. They're looking at the, the impact that social media has on the well-being and trying to really put in regulatory practices that say that you can only have certain content that targets a, a certain age demographic. You know, TikTok markets their their product to 14-year-olds and under only three hours a day. You can stay on it. And it has very pro-social activities on it so that it's healthy for them. You know, we have our, our, the toxicity of these products to some of these kids. And I've lost to, to social media with my kids sometimes. I have to. There's so much more that I have to do to make sure that they're not succumbing to the issues that social media has presented for them, um, you know, in, in a ubiquitous fashion. Also, looking at the mental health of, of, of young children in institutions, right? We're talking about there's a lot of kids that come through institutions of neglect in family law where we're supposed to build them up and strengthen them.
but sometimes they come back even worse or or that feeling of not being uh, valued is even more perpetuated. So we see them coming into the adult criminal system. And my office did represent children in the child welfare uh, system where they were abused and neglected. And we did a study, data study, 47% were then represented in the adult criminal system for violent crimes. So we got to get it right. And we got to make sure that the institutions, that we do the proper investigations and hold institutions accountable that do not produce healthier children that do things that really damage their, their esteem, their well-being, and, and traumatize them so they come out and hurt other people and have lack of empathy for others. So we've got to do a lot more, raise awareness, but do the investigations. Amen. Amen. Um, there needs to be more money thrown at mental health. Oh, yes. um, and, and, you know, th- that's what I'm, I'm hoping, that Josh can acquire for this area monies that we can contribute to a better mental health plan so that people aren't left alone with this disease. It's needed in the whole state. Yes. Yeah. Definitely in the whole country. Please. We, you know, back in, in, in the 70s, uh, the, there was a case, the Pennhurst case, that yeah. the Supreme Court had uh, essentially, the pendulum swung too far, in my opinion. They they closed down institutions and and unhoused people who had no business being on the street, had no, didn't have tools, they didn't have a plan, they didn't have anything. And those people are just still out there today <laughs> yeah. because we don't put money toward. What we do is we put money towards prisons. Lots of mm-hmm. we build prisons. We've got private prisons. You know, right. prisons, prisons, prisons. We got nothing for mental health, and that has to change in, if our society is to grow and prosper. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. Let's talk to um, anonymous. Anonymous line oh, the five. Bag. The online uh, internet people. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. we get we With got the mask. <laughs> All right, anonymous. Facebook. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Anonymous. They're anonymous. Yeah. They're going. They're okay. going. Anonymous. Line two, we got Marvin. Hello, Marvin. Welcome to Core Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hey, yes. we're here for you. What's your question, Marv? Okay. okay. My question to you guys is this morning that I was explaining to the lady that picked up the phone earlier. I have purchased a cemetery plot. And it was designed for one burial and one cremation. My sister, she's been buried in the, in the plot itself. And then in the process, I have made arrangements for the cremation. But now that I've, I've changed my mind for the cremation, because no one goes to the cemetery to visit. And I, and I, and I wanted to know if I can get my, you know, get my money back. All right, so Marvin, you, you, when you bought this, these plots, um, you you signed a contract, I presume. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that contract is a a binding document. Um, and you know, I'm not saying you can't get out of it, but I am saying that it begins and ends with the language in that document. And so, um, what you want to do is send scan and send a emailed copy of that to my office, and I will have somebody on my staff review it with you and see if there is a method by which you might be able to um, walk away from it. And, but I, I, I warn you, and I warn all our listeners, contracts are important. You have to read them, understand them, 
uh, before you execute them. And because you'll be held to account for your behavior by the language in that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may lose rights. You may not be able to undo it. And you may lose money. And so you want to know what you're getting yourself into before you do it. Um, so let's start with you sending me a, a copy of that contract, Marvin, and I'll be happy to have somebody take a look at it for you. And okay, here's, here's, can I just say one thing? You can that's say one thing. I'll let you say she one is, thing. She, she is buried there, so that, 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 that's fine. She's buried there. Yeah, so you, you're just looking to get out from the, 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 the piece of the plot that has the cremation. Yeah, I don't know if that's possible. But I but again, it begins and ends with the review of the contract and if there's something that if, if there's a method by which we can assist you to accomplish your goals, we'll be happy to help. Okay. Send me the contract, Marvin, to dean at myphillylawyer.com. Dean at myphillylawyer.com. I won't do that. And follow me on Instagram. I love you. Goodbye. I will do that. Also. All right. What is Thank your you. ID? Uh, my Philly lawyer. And I, at, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. Had a brain. Sorry. Yeah. Dina, see, that's that's what I love, right? You know, people, they, 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 they are in these contracts, and there's like two-inch font that you can't even <laughs> understand or read. But, you know, they need people to help them dissect this, and I'm glad that you are willing to do things like that. You, you've made a good living, and so now you can help and spread those that out. You know, many people who are doing law, who, who are practicing law, who haven't made it where you are, they don't have the time to right. do things like that. Yeah. A quarter of a billion dollars worth of information for free. Yes. Every Saturday morning. I mean, and I think that that's amazing. It really is. Knowing what this legal profession is yeah. and how much it takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right, folks, we got to take a quick break um, because the sponsors must have their way with you. So pay attention <laughs> for two minutes, and we'll be back with Keir Bradford Gray. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. 
I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman hey welcome back i'm dean weitzman your host at court radio every saturday morning today we're joined uh with my friend keir bradford gray who's running for attorney general and dare I say, will become the next Attorney General yes. of the dare. Commonwealth dare. of Pennsylvania. Dare, dare. <laughs> and I expect my court radio listeners to contribute to that effort by going to... Kier4AG.com. That's K-E-I-R-F-O-R-A-G.com. Yeah, yeah, with KBG. Hey, you know me. You down with yeah. KBG? The notorious KBG. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give her some love. Show her some love. And um, and you know what? You're not doing it for her. You're doing it for you. There you yes. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for us. Good one. For us. Yeah. So, all right. We got a caller on line one, April, from somewhere. Oh. Hi, April. Hi. This is April McBride. Ah. Overbrook, Philadelphia. Hi, Kier. How are you? Good Hi, morning. April. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Sure, I'm just calling to say congratulations on the documentary. I will be watching, I will be supporting it, and you have my support as being the next AG. Oh man, yeah, thank man. you, April. See, this is what we need. Yeah. We need wonderful people like April. She's got a wonderful network, and um, thank you, April, for the support and, and the just that's the credibility. Shout out, yes, you are so welcome, and y'all all have a great and blessed day. You too, right. thank you so much, April. Have a great day. There you go. First thing awesome. on a Saturday, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. So, as we wrap up here, um, I, I think that there's going to be some challenges you face. Oh, absolutely, in order to get elected, of course. What, what do you think really is your biggest challenge? Like, if you could make something happen, what is it you want to see happen today? Well, what I want to see happen is that people start to get educated about the role of the attorney general. It's always been called top cop, but makes you put one metric into perspective that this is a a prosecutor on steroids. Mm. And it's the people's lawyer everywhere else because it tackles things outside of law enforcement, things that impact people's everyday life. And the more people understand the levers of that office and how to use it, uh, I think the better we we will create a picture in our minds of who should be in that. And so the more I can get that out there, the education about the role, I think it starts to lessen those who think, well, wait a minute, you're a public defender. You weren't a prosecutor. And this is going to be another Larry Krasner. You know, you hear all that stuff, Uh right? Uh, But the role doesn't even do what Larry Krasner does. Uh, In fact, it it does 13% criminal and 87% are more of the, it has a civil rights arm. You know, I'm glad so, you said yes. that. Yes, and yeah. so if you look at the website, you see all the different units. 
they have a civil rights unit. Now, I don't know how well-resourced the civil rights unit is right now, but you can file complaints based on patterns and practices. Patterns and practices is a big clause, and the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, just used it to investigate police departments all across the country. Mm. And so and when they find patterns and practices of discrimination, abuse of authority, that's when they come in and do consent decrees and force those departments to, to police differently in neighborhoods. Those, that's the type of strength that the attorney general has. Patterns and practices when you're looking at consumer um, issues with banking and modern-day redlining. Those issues are unique. They are very unique to communities of color, right? Mm-hmm. Appraisals and not appraising our homes at the rate that we should have so that all of our money is not stolen, that we have earned and we rightfully should have. Those things are real. They impact public safety just as much as anything else because they don't provide people with hope, that quality of life and security. Pennsylvania is a big state. Oh, yeah. Interesting state, diverse state. Yeah. You got to get out and go uh, everywhere. 67 counties. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. And I'm, I look forward to it. When is that going to begin? When? Oh, I've started. You have? Oh, yeah. I've been out to Erie, uh, of course, Pittsburgh, of yeah. uh, Clinton County, Monroe yep. County, Wayne County, Butler. How is, are you getting a good reception? I feel like I am. I mean, everyone's very nice and friendly and warm. And people do, once they start to hear what the role is outside of what they thought it was and how it can help them, you get a lot of head nods. I mean, look, we got a lot about women's right to reproductive health care. The attorney's general role makes sure and ensures that women have that access. Pay equity issues, making sure that women are being paid the same amount as men climate change issues that they deal with, right? Really? Climate change? Climate change. Well, not climate change. Environmental issues, I should say. Uh-huh. So, you know, the cost of doing business that spills over into little communities. I know you know that all too well, Dean. Uh, you, you work on cases like that. And these are big giants that are allowed to do their corporate activity at the expense of allowing people to have clean water or, or healthy air. Yes. And then yes. The, 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 wor- the best one is gun violence, right? We're talking about a role that can go after actors on another level, right? Uh, Letitia James sued the NRA for their practices, and and, and, and and they're forcing manufacturers to do more, to do fingerprint technology or technology that helps police solve crimes. Exactly. But also the invisible actors, the illegal gun distributors that haven't been gone after as hard as they should. They are just as responsible, if not more, than the, the, the boys on the corner who get access to the guns. There is so much to tackle. She's going to be and sticking her hands in some yeah. pockets and pies, With man. With a good team. I'm going to need the right team, you know? There's going to be a lot of uh, corporate money and dark money that will uh, amass against you. Oh, absolutely. You better be prepared uh, for that eventuality. And, folks, if, you know, if you're going to be a part of this movement, you need to contribute. It's the small donations that will get Kier over the line. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Uh, KierforAG.com, K-E-I-R-F-O-R-A-G.com. Um, I invite you all to check it out. And, um, Kier, I want you to report back how court radio listeners have stepped up. I absolutely will, Dean. All right. Thanks for having me. It was great really, show. it was a great show. It was yeah. great to have you, you know, folks. Well. Good to see you. Um, if, if you weren't listening at the start of the show, I'm going to tell you again, you got to follow my Philly lawyer on Instagram mm-hmm. because you're going to be able to post questions to me that I will answer in videos. You can direct message me through the my Philly lawyer 
um, portal, and then we will do a little video to answer your questions, and I will even give you props for your good question. So, uh, right. yes. I'm start asking some good questions. Yes. <laughs> and the best, the best question that, the, that somebody asks me, We'll get you a ride in the new Bentley. Oh, I got to think about my questions. Oh, man. I got to think on. about some questions here. We, <laughs> let me hold it for the weekend, not the ride. Exactly, right? You can't on, even ride man. with me. No, 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 no. Oh, you still well, have the orange and black? Uh, oh, that's nice. Yes. Team. Yes. That's Oakbrook High. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's nice. That's never leaving the collection. I'll take a ride. I'll yeah. take a ride. Right. <laughs> Wait till we go downstairs, all right? I got something for you. All right. So. Uh, Folks, we're all out of time. I'll see you next Saturday, uh, same time, same place.